this is Pondering Putan with Ajishiro Taro and Hachimitsu Boy. I'm Connor, and I'm here with my co-host, Neve. Hi, I'm Neve. <laughs> uh, this is a manga podcast that's dedicated to Eiji Nodoka's manga series, Kumardi High School. Was the lag really bad there? No, no. Um, I just thought of something funny. Um, today... Oh. We are continuing our read-through of Volume 2 uh, with Chapter 28, which is titled The Idol Mida. Um, almost almost had that, like, matching vowel sound there. Just not quite. Um, yeah. I, I, I like this chapter title, but it's just, like, that near miss. Um on like the assonance or whatever. It's just like a bad aftertaste. When you eat something good and it has a bad aftertaste, that's my brain after I read like the title of this chapter. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway. So I, know- I guess the I guess the the, the Japanese title um for this is based off of a, a movie um Hadamoto Taikutsu Otoko Okay I'm I'm surprised that you were able to pull that so quickly I I mean I did have to like try and figure out a bunch of this stuff to to try and pull uh ending tracks Mm yeah 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 so it's just a translation thing <clears throat> um but even so. Yeah, but so that uh, gets local, like, that movie, uh, the title of it in the U.S. is translated as The Idol Vassal. And mm-hmm. so that's why it's Idol Maeda. Okay. Yep. Well. Yeah. That does not change my position much. Um, although I wish it did. Uh I just like my feeling hasn't shifted at all in either direction. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we talk about the actual chapter, uh, I was just wondering if you've seen any good movies lately, like any any ones that you might want to tell me about. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the thing is, uh, I've not been super movie moded right now. Um. The I'm just like looking at the so uh the last movie that I watched was the movie that that we watched for stairwells and then we ended up um not recording uh due to my work just being bad recently um but that was Devil in a Blue Dress um I feel like the best movie that I've seen recently is rewatching Smooth Talk that movie's fantastic mm. um I don't know if you've seen it Connor but I highly recommend it I haven't um, but I know like of and about it yeah um it's really good um but uh like we watched devil in a blue dress on february uh 10th and it, it is february 21st and i have not watched a movie since i mean i guess i watched a colombo episode and those are essentially like a, a a series that's just made for tv movies um they're all like over an hour long um, but what I've really been doing is I've just been watching a lot of like TV stuff. Mm. 
Um, so I know we talked, I think, last time about the melancholy of Haru Suzumiya. Yep. Uh, I finished the first season. Um, I'm debating on if I'm going to wait until uh, Beach House does the second season to actually watch the second season, or if I'm just going to sort of slow my pace a little bit, because I, uh, especially Monday, I think I watched a bunch of bunch of episodes um i think it would be fun to like do one episode of the uh endless eight like every week or something for like two months you know and really um, stretch it out yeah um but also like to have enough distance that it's not like i literally just saw this and i'm just like watching it again i mean if i'm doing it that way i may be more likely like if i'm watching them all back to back i may be more likely to notice the slight differences but i i think it would actually be fun to just kind of stretch it out mm-hmm. um and then maybe like look into if people have done the differences um i've watched a little bit of g gundam uh i mean i say a little bit i think the the last time i'd watched any i was on episode four like i just finished episode four and now i'm on uh the last episode i watched is episode 11 so not a ton there but um I have watched them. Pretty good chunk. Yeah. Um, I've watched a good chunk of Turnay, uh, Turnay Gundam. Um, that show continues to be fantastic. Oh, for some um, reason, I'm excited for us to get to it. Finished it. <clears throat> no. Um, yeah, I was like in the middle of the first season when I was like, when, when you get to this in your watch through, I just want to be along for the ride. And that's why I said <laughs> we should do, uh, <laughs> ghost divers. Um, and then, like, obviously, I've been watching Iron-Blooded Orphans for Ghost Divers. Um, I've been keeping pace with Aura Battler Dunbine and uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Sea Destiny um, for GGP, especially because I'm going to be, be on the finale episode for uh, Sea Destiny, uh, which it's a bad show, but I guess I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't changed your opinion yeah. in the last week. <laughs> no. Um, there is, like, one... Ep- there's like one episode that was, uh, it wasn't good, but at least like I was slightly more invested in some of the stuff that was happening. Uh, like as much as I can be in a show that I've just had no investment in up until this point. Um, I feel like it's like starting to find like, and this is with like the, the, the faintest amount of praise. It's like starting to find like some things to do, like, here's like some thematic thing, but like none of it is very well developed yet. The, the faintness um, of your praise is definitely coming it's, through there. But it's at the point where like there was stuff early see destiny where I was like, if I was the people guesting, cause there's been a guess for every episode, like I would have no fucking clue what to say about these episodes. Whereas now there's like some stuff that you can talk about on a podcast, you know, <laughs> that's pretty rough <laughs> um, to, yeah. to think about like, a show that I mean, I, with Ghost Divers, we we've pretty deliberately selected rich material, so I don't think we've ever been confronted with a real like, um, a really like vapid show. Yeah, uh, but even so, I feel like <laughs> it's hard to imagine like not being able to to do you know to say like a little bit about something. Yeah. I mean the, the biggest, and this is like, I feel like I want it to like actually see, see destiny through. Uh, Cause so far none of it has like really 
done anything new with it, but there, there's a character where maybe stuff will come up. Uh, but like the sexual politics of Gundam Seed were bizarre and continue to appear here. Um, and I feel like there's some stuff there that I could talk about, but um, yeah. It's, it's just like even worse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like amazing the extent to which, uh, especially like the, the first, you know, uh, like the first chunk that we would have to cover doing ghost divers where we break it into like six to eight episodes per episode of the podcast. Um, that first chunk, like how, how much the, the story is like intentionally, uh, eschewing even having the kind of stuff on screen that could be interesting. Um, I guess there's the one part where they do do the Shars counterattack and succeed. Uh, somebody succeeds at dropping like a, a colony on Earth. Um, and then they just like skip past any sort of, uh, immediate like follow up to what happens in the wake of that to oh, just wow. like it be That's called, be called a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. most interesting <laughs> approach. <laughs> uh, to just like af- after a while, like, you know, the, the world's a little bit in disarray, but we're not really going to explore what that means. Uh, we're just going to say that, like, this group of uh, main characters are have, have had to move to a different orphanage house. Um, oh, yeah, like the, the only other... presented consequences. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, the other one is, uh, and this is this is being viewed as just a terrorist act from like uh everybody from this side of the racial conflict so uh now you have to deal with this kigali uh the character that the show seems to just like actively find new ways to uh hate and besmirch <laughs> wow um i've never seen a, a show be so like outwardly hostile to one of its own characters um in a way where it's just like it just it just doesn't like her it's there's like a there's a rumor that um there was like some sort of affair that happened with i I forget like the people involved because i do not care about this enough and also i don't i don't like fully believe it because it feels like it's all just rumors i haven't seen anything really substantiating it but that like maybe the director was like married to the script writer or something and then had an affair with Kigali's voice actress and then the script writer like started doing terrible things to like just totally uh yeah, to, like, destroying Kigali's character yeah, yeah. um huh. which like all that stuff feels so like uh rumor mill kind of speculation that I without like I've not seen any support if people are, if are listening to this and have like actual more uh interesting like interviews or something that could like point towards this um that would be another thing but I can see how this rumor spreads just because of how much the show like turns on Kigali uh the character who is one of my favorite characters in the first uh like in Seed even though Seed's still a bad show I still like enjoyed her as a character um and, you know, didn't think that they were doing enough with her back then. And now they were, like, really just, like, throwing her under the bus constantly. So, um, yeah. anyway, I don't mean Sounds... to keep talking about Sea Destiny so much, but I, I have to just every week watch two episodes of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of just it sounds so living great. in the back of my head. Also, we record on Tuesdays, and Tuesdays are when I drive into the office. We usually record this podcast on Tuesdays. Um, and in the morning when I wake up and it's 5 a.m. and I have to, like, uh, get ready, 
you know, eat breakfast and everything and head out the door by six to get to work by seven. Uh, cause I have an hour commute ahead of me as well. Uh, it's a little bit less, but I want to like build in time. Um, I watched the two episodes of Sea Destiny then while oh, wow. I'm like eating breakfast and stuff. Um, mostly because there are other times in my day when I would rather do something that is going to like be, uh, enriching or fulfilling or like make me happy or make me laugh in like a not just i'm kind of scoffing at the show way but like actually genuinely enjoying the thing and laughing at the thing um and i don't want to watch see destiny then when i'm like at the end of my day and i just worked a long day and i put my child to sleep and i'm like you know done with podcast work or I don't have podcast work that night. Like I'm not recording or anything. Um, I just want to like do something that's going to be like enriching in some way. Whereas that hour where I just have to get ready to go to work, I'm already like miserable there. Uh huh. Yeah. And so like see destiny can't worsen that that much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now people might say that would be a prime time to try to bring some like joy and, whatever into my life and at once we're done with see destiny i'll probably still fit something in there uh that might be more fun but for right now i'm just i i uh you know i wake up i watch see destiny in my cold dark apartment while my loved ones sleep um (laughs) i i drive to work and occasionally i'll have a friend who's like up at six and then maybe they'll call me on my commute and then i'll just tell them about what happened in see destiny so <laughs> nice. You well, I'm already impressed. Like you have nerves of steel if you can like actually watch a show with any degree of attention while also <laughs> like in that 1 hour window of like getting ready for work. Yeah, uh, I mean the thing is I do a lot of prep the night before uh cuz I just don't want to have to do it in the morning when I'm kind of like mm, have just yeah. woken up. Um, my body I, also has this thing that like when it's time to wake up, my body's just like, I'm alert now. Um, which is not helpful when you also have a history of insomnia. Uh, but it is helpful when you have to just like wake up and go to work. Uh, so my body's just like, I'm awake now. Um, and I still need like coffee for like longer term, not being tired throughout the day. Uh, but it's not like I'm like non-functioning that first hour. Uh, if I have to do something. If it's a lazy day, I'll be kind of non-functioning until I have coffee and stuff. Um, it can just chill. Uh, but if it's like a day where I have to work, I'm just like, I'm up, I'm, I'm, I'm moving, you know, I'm, I'm doing the stuff. And so honestly, I could probably do a little bit less time, um, than I do spend getting ready. So that's also part of it. Um, uh, but it's just like, I have my headphones in, I'm watching the show. I'm like getting dressed in the closet while Emily sleeps. Uh, I go out, I make my like schnitta and eat it and then, um, usually it's towards the end of the second episode that I like brush my teeth and then make my coffee. Cause I drink the coffee in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise I will have to pee like halfway through my commute to work and it will be miserable. So, um, yeah, I brush my teeth yeah. and wait, like I, still... I check what time I finish brushing my teeth and then, uh, wait a half hour to drink the coffee. So that's very meticulous. Yeah. Um, I have my little routine. <laughs> yeah. You know, Routines are good. Um, I'm still in that place where I'm like, 
I'm trying to sleep as long as possible. Um, and still be able to like get to work at a time that's not going to raise any red flags. Um, yeah. So for for a very long time, I've just been like the most minimal morning routine. Um, and I think it's like expanded a little bit now, just out of necessity. Um, but yeah, I'm basically like. I'm out of bed. Like I'm already late for work. Yeah. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like flying through my routine, uh, like trying to get in the car as fast as possible. Um, like I basically what I'm trying to say is I like semi intentionally live, leave myself with zero time for a morning routine. Um, and therefore like, I don't have a morning routine. Um, Yeah. The degree of intentionality, like now that I'm trying to actually <laughs> explain it, I'm realizing yeah. how little sense it makes. Um, I feel like lots of people operate this way, though. There, there have been times in my life when I operated this way. Okay, um, so maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe it's at least like uh, comprehensible or like yeah. a shared experience. But when I'm like trying to explain, because it's not unconscious, right? Like it's obviously yeah. deliberate. Like I've chosen to. Somewhere in, like, the back of my brain that's not, like, fully conscious, but it's still, like, deliberating. Like, I've chosen amongst a whole range of options that this is, like, (laughs) or narrowed down to And you've decided that, like, the most, the best way to make that period of your time efficient, which is a time that you don't want to spend a lot of time on, like, getting ready for work. Yep. Uh, You'd rather sleep than spend time getting ready for work. Uh, and so the most efficient way to do it is to force yourself to have very limited time to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I get I, out I of like... bed at the last possible moment that I can. And yeah. then whatever happens after that, it's just like, let the chips fall <laughs> where they may. Yeah. Uh, because I've already like the, the highest priority decision is, is like getting out of bed at the last possible second. Um, but it goes deep, like it it gets so much more complex than this (laughs) and also irrational, um, because like, I also like, I set an alarm that is not the time I get up. I think this is probably something that other people do as well. Um, where it's like, I, the, the logic is, like, indescribable. Like, it's literally, like, like, inutterable. <laughs> I'm thinking of it right now, but it's inutterable. Uh, like, I make a decision where I'm, like, I'm going to set my alarm for, like, let's just say, like, 7.30 or whatever. Like, I know full well. If you ask me in that moment, like, are you going to get up at 7.30? I would be, like, <sighs> realistically... No, I'm not like, I know full well when I'm saying the alarm, I'm not going to get up at like seven 30, but I said it anyway. Yeah. And I'm like exercising, like I'm like deliberating on the time to set this alarm and like, ah, seven 30 or seven 45. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> but like, sometimes they set it for seven 30, like one week I'll set it for seven 30 and there'll be like some, you know, some voice in my head that's like, no, 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 7.30, like, you need to get to work earlier. 
<laughs> but it's like I have no intention of getting to work earlier. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just like I'm somehow like uh, just like sublimating <laughs> this like like sense of like obligation or sense that I should be doing something different. Like I'm like uh, like acquiescing to it mentally like i'm acquiescing to it and i'm like okay yeah yeah no you're right i'm gonna set an earlier one i need to get to like work earlier but it's just like my like you know like my actual like governing faculties are like yeah we're just you know we're just saying that we're not really gonna like we know this is bullshit but let's just throw the conscientious butt a bone basically um yeah but yeah, then like, without fail, the alarm, the alarm goes off at seven thirty. I snooze it. Um, oh yeah, and, and then I don't. This is the other like wild part of this. I don't set an alarm <laughs> for the time that I'm intending to get up. <laughs> but I just like somehow like. Do, do I really like think this through? No, yeah. I don't. But I you just, just like have, I just like, trust. It's uh, an internal sense of how much time you snoozed it. Exactly. Yeah. So it actually is very similar to like the, my planning around my morning routine. Um, so I'm like not saying an alarm for the time when I actually get up, but I'm just like, I'm going to set the fake alarm. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to snooze it. I'm going to go back to sleep. And then it's going to work itself out after that. And then like somehow it does somehow I'm still like alive <laughs> right now <laughs> uh, this is how i operated um so in elementary school and middle school um i usually got up when like my dad would wake me up um and i would have breakfast and i would read the newspaper comics so i'd read like the entire newspaper uh comic section um as part of my my morning routine um Towards the end of middle school, and then especially once I get into high school, this is when I'm, like, entering into my, like, uh, my punk period, which also includes my, like, uh, worsening mental health, uh, resulting in insomnia that is then in turn worsening my mental health even more. Um, and so that's where I, where I first develop this routine that you're talking about, this lack of routine routine. Mm-hmm. Um, where I set it, but I'm not going to wake up when I set the alarm for, but I'm not setting multiple alarms. I'm just setting one alarm and snoozing it and mm-hmm. knowing how long I snooze it and trying to have as little time as possible to get ready to get in the car to drive to high school. Um, then, uh, I go to undergrad and I am aware that I have like, uh, insomnia, uh, and that I sleep better during the day. And so when I'm in undergrad, I, I actually have a much healthier, like, uh, my, my actual sleep is healthier, but I, I am on this weird cycle where I stay up until like five or six, like often like the sun is starting to rise mm-hmm. and I go to bed and I wake up at noon and I take all evening classes. This is what I was I doing when we worked at the, the job where we met. Yes. Um, so I, this is how I like get through, this is how I get through undergrad. Um, but it's also how I like get better at sleeping again. 
um, after having like really severe insomnia is like allowing my body to sleep in daylight. Um, and then there was this period where I tried to like transfer that like back more, um, over like a, a semester or something. I was like trying to like go to sleep a little bit earlier, uh, waking up. Some of this also happened. Um, oh, actually, Actually, most of it happened um, when I was living. I lived in Madison for a year after I graduated, uh, and I was waiting to see what grad school I got into. Um, and if I was living in Wisconsin, then I would have uh, in-state tuition. You just had to live there a year to get in-state tuition. The other two were not state schools, so there's no chance of that anyway. Um, I did not get into the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Uh, I got into the University of Chicago. Um but I lived there for a year and I worked as a night janitor. Um, and that's when I, I started with, I would be staying up really late and then it like moved more partially because also I was living with Emily at that point. Um, I like over a course of weeks moved it so that I would like basically get home. Um, you know, I usually felt kind of dirty after the, the work. Um, and so I'd like take a shower and have like a little bit of time to just like, you know, relax and, and come down. Um, and then I would go to bed. Uh, and it, that was still usually like one or two. But um, yeah, that was sort of my cycle. Um, and then I, I didn't change that too much when we first moved to Chicago. Because I was working in gra- or I was going to grad school. I was working in a video archive. I was not having to get up early. Um, and so for all of that, I would like have a morning routine. Even if I like had to go to a morning class, I, I would still like take a little bit of time. It maybe wasn't like the full, like when I was like, when I was a little kid, I like was fully just enjoying the morning for a while, <laughs> you know? I also um, enjoy mornings, but like yeah. only at a, after a certain cutoff because like something about, so specifically like 5am, I think I'm, I'm afraid of getting up at 5am. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about getting up at 5 a.m., like it. Oh, yeah. It I mean, makes, I don't it makes like my it. palms sweat a little bit because <laughs> the only time that I ever like was scheduled to get up at 5 a.m. on any type of regular basis was when I played football yeah. in high school. And our like we had summer practices where we'd like move into the so it was a, a private school and it had dormitories on the on campus. Um, and I was a day student. I wasn't a boarder, but the football team in summer would have three day practices. And so the football team would move into the dorms and you'd just be in like this completely hellish situation with you, the coaches and like all of the players like living together and then practice three times a day. And the only like the first practice you had to get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. And at that like point in time, I also like. I've never figured out why would probably related to this. Um, but like for a, a couple years of my life, I would get like sick in the morning. So I would wake up and then I'd be like extremely nauseous and throw up. Um, and so not only were we getting up at five to like go out on the field and the first practice was just conditioning. So it was just running. Um, and you got no water until the very end. Um, Ugh. but then I also would like, vomit i would be like i get up extremely nauseous like afraid of like practicing and then i'd go out to the field i'd throw up and then i'd just run like 
after having thrown up all my fluids, <laughs> I was just like run for an hour and a half, like in the increasingly like sweltering, you know, the rising, the sun rising. You're just like, yeah. And the humidity is insane. Cause it's like, you know, Florida. So it's like a hundred percent humidity. The sun's like slowly, you know, looming up and just like coating the whole fucking earth and like hellish heat. Um, as we were like out there sprinting and just like dying. Um, and yeah. So anyway, that was like, whenever, I th- whenever I have to like get on for like a flight or something and I have to get up at 5am, I'm just like, Oh, it, I feel like, I feel fucking horrible just getting up at 5am. I can't yeah. do it. 4am. Okay. Like 5am. I'm like, I have a phobia. It's messed up. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I interjected. No, it's fine. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is the the only... Uh, so the other time that I, I had this sort of um, not doing like any... Like just a, as tight of a morning routine as possible was at the, the law firm where, where you and I first met, mm-hmm. um, where we worked together. Um, and that was specifically like especially towards the end when I was the, the training manager and I like, I would like wake up and uh, there would be like emails from the, the owner of the company to me and things. Uh, Cause they like, they had me have my work email on my phone and stuff. Um, and so that was, that was what really did it was uh, I would be laying in bed knowing that like, basically once I am like awake, I am being expected to some degree to work uh, and also I'm not like, I wasn't salaried even though I should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not getting paid for that, even though I'm kind of expected to be doing that work. You're mentally on the clock. I, I am, am mentally on the clock and I am, I am at times, not all the time, but like it's expected that I'm checking the email in the morning before I get in. Thank you for joining us today. Next time, we will be reading Chapter 29 from Volume 2. You can get the full schedule at xwar.io slash schedule. If you have questions for us, send them to ghostdiverspot at gmail.com. You can get early access to episodes of this podcast from those becoming a $1 patron of the network at xwar.io and listen a week before the public feeds. Uh, apologies that there has been two weeks in a row of no ornate stairwells. Uh, it was Autumn's work being bad and then my work being bad. Um... For five dollars, you get exclusive access to Peloton Funk, a weekly podcast where Autumn and Nora roll around a Funko Pop and have to watch something from that media franchise. Five letters also gets you exclusive monthly bonus episodes of uh, coffee and comic books. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. They can find the free feed at export.io slash Putin or searching modern Putin on your podcast app of choice. If you like listening to Ghost Talk, we do a lot of more of that over at Ghost Divers. You can find it at export.io slash Ghost Divers or by searching Ghost Divers in your podcast app of choice. Uh, you can find the show at Ponder Putan on Twitter or just at Putan on Ghost. You can find me at Foxmomnia on Twitter or Coast, where you can check my uh, pinned tweet or pinned shows to find all of my other podcasts. Where can people find you, Connor? You can find me at Rebelays on Twitter and co-host. And uh, there's one other thing that I want to say before I like do the final closeout, which is that if you enjoy our podcasts, uh, this includes Ghost Diaries, which I'm assuming people are going to promo more than uh, Pondering Putan, although I think also, please do this with Pondering Bhutan. But, like, if you enjoy our podcast or other podcasts on the network, um, like, actually just tweeting about it 
or telling people who you know who you think might like it about it is like a, a very good way to to spread the word. I'm specifically saying this because we're doing Unrelated Orphans and I'm like uh, at once like nervous about how many new people I know we're already getting and then also being like more people should be listening to this and promoing it because uh, I'm excited about us doing it. Um, I think we've only done two discussion episodes recorded so far, but I feel like uh, we've had some good discussions. I'm feeling good about it. So mm. uh, please spread the word. Uh, tweet about us and things like that. Anyway, our opening theme is Nengen Nantai by Yoshiro Takiro, and taking us out today is Double Man No Uta by Mizuki Ichiro. Class dismissed. デビルはデビルデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビルマンデビル